Good morning, everyone. This is Julian Palumbo and Spirit with us. And we had another download just a minute ago from the Holy Spirit. I no sooner got into my prayer closet and um, connected with the Lord. And here was today's message. Again, <laughs> it happened again. Hallelujah. So today's message the topic would be talking to God as though he's a real person. So I had in mind a young man that's very close to me, and he was talking about not really knowing whether evolution's true or how the universe got made or... <clears throat> And I, my point of view from, from this vantage point of being 64 years old now and having walked with the Lord, studied him, his word, and other godly leaders and teachers um, for all these many, oh gosh, it's almost like between 30 and 40 years, um, I've really learned a few things. And uh, the Holy Spirit showed me a while ago to talk to God like he's a real person. When you think about it, okay, we accept ourselves as real people, each other on this planet. How much more is God a real person? He's the one who thought us up and made us out of his mind, out of his brain, not only us, but made us a world to live in and supplied all the provisions for us to live in it. Just the right uh, oxygen levels, nitrogen levels, uh, all the ability to grow plant food, to grow animal food, all the animals, etc. You see my point. Why did he do all this? Well, the Bible shows that he wanted a relationship with human beings, a, a creature that could lean on him for their needs and yet be their own individual people with their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own creativity, and their ability to choose freely whether to love him or not. And because it didn't make, he doesn't want cookie cutter robots. Uh, people walking around that have no uh, a choice except to love him. That's crazy. It That love isn't real love. It's just, um, it's pretend. <laughs> because that the whole essence of love is being free to choose that you really love this person and you want to talk to them, you want to interact with them, you want to be with them because... They just appeal to you so much and they just fill your heart. But if you don't have that free choice, then it's not even love. It's just a pretend act, like an actor on a stage. So he made us with free will, which of course, in other podcasts we looked at, that kind of throws a lot of messiness into our world, doesn't it? Because we have the free choice to choose Anything on the spectrum from purest evil to purest good and from pure hatred to pure love. 
and everything in between. But that's what God gave us because he wanted us to be free. So my point here is that we have the free choice to involve God in our everyday life as though, and I put that in quotation marks, he was a real person because he is more real of a person than we are. We are just his creations. He's the artist that formed us and breathed life into us and made us for himself. Think about that. He made us for himself. That's our original intention of our existence. But he doesn't force us to be for him. We can be for anything we want. We can be for our own selves. We can be for Satan. We can be for anything. You name it. Because we have total free will. But he wants us to come back to him. That's why he sent Jesus into the world to give us that teaching and why he get, he interacted with the people in the Old Testament. Everything was getting to teach them there is a God, a God who's just, a God who's firm, but a God who's very loving and kind and merciful as well. And a God who, when the time was right, was going to send his own son into the earth to put on flesh and blood and bone and walk around in his human body suit, if you want to think of it that way. God putting on a human body suit and walking around in it and talking to us so that we could learn as humans to interact with God and to know him so much better. When we look at Jesus, we see God in a human body suit, if you want to think of it that way. That's what he was. And that we can look at him and we can't say God doesn't understand. God's so far away and remote. He, what, would, what does he know about pain? What does he know about suffering? What does he know about heartbreak? Well, he knows it all, doesn't he? Because that's Jesus went through everything. He went through everything like that. He went through shame, humiliation, pain, suffering, rejection, everything. And also temptation. He felt temptation, but he rejected it. He turned from it. He renounced it. He told. He rebuked it. But he went through it. He felt it. So God is so intimately related with us and with our humanity and with our human history, which is a blink of an eye to him. And he's a God of love, so he needs a target for that love. He needed someone to love. So he made us. If you have all this love burning in your heart, but no one to give it to, that's horrible. You need someone to love. So he made us. You think about all the other creatures in creation that we know of through scripture that he made. Well, I believe God loves his angels. And they love him. And they do have free will too. We know that because Lucifer and his one third of all the angels created chose by their free will something else other than God. And we won't get into that right now. But he let them go. He let them go because he also wanted the angels to serve him 
and be with him and relate to him out of their own love for him, just like us. So let me gather my thoughts here. I, my brain is up in heaven thinking about it right now, so I'm picturing it there. And uh, so he gives us the same free will. And it means everything when we choose him. And he is a person. And he's the original person. And when we, my point here today is, to treat him as a real person, as real as any other human being you know, because he's even more real than a human being. But let's just say for today's purposes that you treat him as real as anyone you know, any person that you know. So say you don't really understand evolution and no. I'm going to save that thought. Hold on to that thought. I'll come back to it. If you you simply need to talk to him as a person. If you had a question about, I'll just say, a, an art painting. Will this artist do a commission for me? It's because I'm an artist and I take commissions. But that just popped into my head. So what would you do? If you wanted a commission of your mother, you wanted a painting done of your mother, you'd call this person, this artist up, and then you'd ask him, do you take commissions? And, you know, what, what are the terms? So why would we do that with another human being and not with God? He's real. Talk to him as though he's in the room with you, sitting down with you, because he is. He is. He told us he's everywhere at all times. Past, present, and future. He's omnipresent. That means he's all present everywhere in his creation. He exists. There's nothing he doesn't hear. There's nothing he doesn't see. All things are open to him, the scripture says. All things are open to his eyes, to his ears, to his heart. He's very involved, but you would say, well, he doesn't seem to be involved. He's not, you know, I don't see any evidence of him acting in my life. You know why? Go back to that podcast that is talking about, uh, let me think of the title. Um, why does God allow bad things to happen? Something to that effect. Um, why, why does God allow evil in the world. There's two podcasts recently about that topic. I encourage you to listen to both of them. They explain exactly why. But as soon as by our free will, we ask him to please be involved with me. Please talk to me. Please give me these answers. He's more, he's been waiting for you to say that. So now you just speak out into the room or say it inside your, your mind. He hears both ways. Say, God, what What's the truth about evolution? Will you please explain it to me? Will you show it to me? And that's all you have to do. Just I ask it in Jesus' name. You can say that if you want. You don't have to. He knows your heart. 
Look and wait for the answer. I guarantee you 100%, if you're not playing a game here and you're sincere that you're, you believe he's listening, you trust him with all your heart, he's your Lord and Savior, you're saved and born again, then he will talk to you about any topic you want. And I guarantee 100% he will give you an answer and you will almost fall down because you were like, oh my gosh, I asked him this question yesterday and here's the answer today. It'll blow your mind, I guarantee. And it adds a whole nother layer to life. It just enlivens life. It's like turning your TV screen from black and white to color. All of a sudden, you know God's with you. You know he's right around you, paying attention to everything you're saying and thinking. And you ask him a question. He's been waiting to interact with you. He's more than happy to give us any answer we want. Now, there's the other thing that I said I wanted to remember to say is that he, there is scripture and I haven't had a chance to look it up and I, I'm sorry about that, but I wanted to catch this download of the Holy Spirit fresh, fresh, fresh. And it says that the hidden things are basically for God alone. And I'm sure if you looked up scripture on the hidden things, um, the secret things, there are things that God keeps unto himself. He doesn't tell us everything about everything uh, because he's God. And some things are not for us to know right now. And some things are not for us to understand right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they are, my experience and my interaction with God is that he will give us as much knowledge about that topic as we need to know or that we can handle. And for me, that's plenty. I don't need to know God's secrets. And this is definitely a biblical scriptural um, point. It's found in scripture that there are things that are, he keeps hidden to himself. He keeps to himself one day when we're with him in heaven and it won't be long for any of us. This life is a blink of an eye of vapor. We'll have all the answers we want. We'll, we'll understand everything from his point of view. But for now, we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Our, then that means our own brains. But in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. So you, to a certain extent, he wants us to lean, well, to all extents, <laughs> he wants us to lean on him for everything because that's how we walk with him and how we delight him. That's how we make him happy. He's, we're finally giving him what he was desiring and yearning for back in the Garden of Eden to make human beings who would lean on him and trust him and interact with him and talk with him every day. Walk with him and talk with him. So when we give him back what he wants, we delight his heart to no end. And we just, and we just delight him. And let me just clarify something else I said. I said, if you're born again, you can ask him anything. But his first desire 
if you're not born again, if you're not his child, is of course to bring you into his arms and and wrap his arms around you, wrap his heart around you as his own child. Everything he does in your life will be to draw you to his heart. And then once, but I'm not saying, if you're sincere and you're seeking truth, whatever the truth of life is, you say, God, if, if you're out there, if you're real, show me. I want, I really do want to know. And if you're real, I want to know who you are, what you are, and what's the truth about you. Well, he's just been waiting for you to ask that question. If you don't know him as, as your own spiritual father, he will answer that question in a way that'll blow your mind because he will reach into your life and show you no doubts about it, that he's real and that he loves you and that he's just been dying and waiting for you to ask him that question. And when he answers you, I just heard this the other day, if you challenge God like that and he answers you, don't toy around with him. Don't uh, doubt him. If you toy around with God or doubt him, that's a big block. What you need to do when the, when the God of the universe, when the God of all that is answers you and reaches out to you to answer your question in the, your heart, then it's your responsibility to respond. Respond to him and say, Lord God, you are real. You did hear me. You did answer my question. Now, I want to ask you to be my God and my Lord and come into my heart and save me, wash me of my sin in the blood of Jesus, your son, and make me yours, God. I want to have that daily interaction with you as, as a real live living person that I can just talk to. I've been dying for that. And you will see your life will just expand in every dimension and your Life will go from black and white to color, I guarantee. And what I just explained to you was the gospel, just in a different way. But it's the gospel. Come to God. He, he made you to interact with him, to walk and talk with him, to live a life on a higher level with him. And by doing so, you will have a guarantee of eternal life and start to read his written word that he already wrote down so that we could have that interaction with him and another idea that I'll just tack on here that that came to me from the Holy Spirit the other day is that that written word if you're brand new in this interaction and walk with God it's brand new and it's exciting, but you may not know where to start. And if you want to understand God better and know him better, you <clears throat> go to the scriptures, the written word, the word of God. Jesus said, I am the word. He is the word in human form and also in God form. The written word, now get this. You've been hearing a lot about portals, seeing it on television and all the uh, sci-fi shows, all the uh, 
superhero movies and shows, they always have these portals opening up from one dimension to another. There is a real portal and a real stargate, if you want to call it that. It's the same thing. But it's the Bible. It's the written word, scripture. Scripture, this book is not like any other book. It's alive. It's living. It's not magical, but you could, for you to understand, it is magical in the way that it's God's magic. If you want to say that God has magic, magic's connected with the dark realm. So I don't like to use that word, but it intimates the idea of the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm to God is super real. And the word of God, the written scripture, is the portal between dimensions. And also is your prayer closet. That is another portal. It's pretty much the same thing because you want to use the written word with your prayer. But when you get into your prayer closet and you shut the world off and you get into it and you get into your prayer, you are crossing over into another dimension. Make no mistake. And God will meet you there like he meets me there today. And the more you do it and the more faithful and the more you grow that prayer life with him, reading his word, talking to him as though he's a real person in the room, that portal will open up bigger and bigger and bigger and it will be more and more real. And that's how you get into to that spiritual realm. And how you walk and talk with him, it just grows and grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And then this world starts to look dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, which is awesome. <laughs> because when you're my age, you realize this old, tired, sinful, dirty world doesn't have a whole lot to offer. Yes, we, we have to live in it and our loved ones are here. And But by comparison, there is no comparison to heaven and to the spiritual realm where God is. There's no comparison. So today's thought is to treat God as a real person and talk to him out in the room like you would talk to a real person. Use your portal, use your stargate of the written word to contact even stronger his dimension. And ask him questions Everything that you thought you just would never find out for sure. I started doing this a couple years ago and it thrills the, the, your being down to its core. When you ask your heavenly father questions that you never dreamed he would tell you. But he does. He does. He gives you the answers that you want. And sometimes he might say, I'm sorry child, that's for me to keep to myself for now. But someday I will tell you that. But for now, I just want you to trust that to me and trust me with it. He, that might be his answer sometimes, but I've found in my walk, more often than not, he tells me the answer that I want, which is awesome. And uh, ask him anything. 
And it, you might have to even get used to doing this because you're, we're so used to just saying, well, I'm never going to know that. I'm never going to get a straight answer for on this. But just get in the habit of asking him questions about anything you read in scripture, anything you haven't found an answer to, and you don't think you can ask anybody, ask him directly. And I guarantee he will give you that answer. I've asked him that about obscure scriptures that I didn't know the meaning of or what he's talking about in that. I'm like, be like, Lord, what does this even mean? I don't get it. Please explain this to me. And then you just, as one lady I love to listen to, Carla Boutaud, she calls it putting a question up on her spiritual corkboard for the Lord to answer. So you pin it up on your corkboard in the spiritual realm. And then you let him answer it in his time and his way. He won't keep you waiting that long. When, when he knows you're ready, he'll answer you. He'll send that answer right into your life, right across your path. And you'll almost jump sometimes. You'll be like, oh, that's the answer to the question I asked him the other day. And it's so cool. I just, it's, your walk with God is so real. That's what I hope I'm getting across to you. The more you believe in him as a real person, you give him permission. And if you don't understand why I'm saying that, listen to those other podcasts about how God can allow pain and suffering and how, uh, why does he allow it? There's two recent ones that deal with similar topics and they both will clear that up for you. I promise. Um, so ask him he does speak he absolutely speaks he speaks in his way in his time and you can't just be open to it he may speak in an audible voice he may speak in an impression he may speak in a dream or a vision in your mind he may speak uh something you hear on television something you come across in your everyday life will be the answer you were looking for it's just you have to be open to it in whatever form it comes. And I just would ask, I would just encourage you to treat him as though he's real. And then he will start to interact with you because you're giving him permission to. He won't impose upon your, your life unless you ask him to because thereby you give him permission. It's his will. It's his will. To walk and talk with you in a real way every day. But he won't do it unless you give him permission by telling him, Lord, this is my free will to have you in my life. To have you talking to me. That's my free will. You won't be imposing on me. I want it. And then he's free to do it. He's wanted to do it all along. But you have to give him permission by your free will to do it. You see. That's how much he honors and will not step over your free will in any way, shape, or form unless he knows you want it. And uh, you will, by doing these things that I've said today, you will take a giant step in your spiritual life. And it will change your life when you find God answering your questions and you know it's him. You will know, I guarantee, there, you will have absolutely no doubt it is life-changing. Do it about everything, everything in your life, from the daily worldly things to the highest spiritual questions. 
Just ask him everything. He wants to be involved in you. God bless you.